The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's your host, AJ Sabalski, with another edition of AJ's Analysis. The Bills are back. Uh, they win a 38-10 to game over the Las Vegas Raiders, a team that went into week two leading the AFC West after a, a defeat of the Broncos in week one. They squeaked one out in Denver, uh, 17-16. Jimmy G comes to Buffalo. They get out to a hot start, um, and they kind of you know slow down. But I'm going to talk about that, talk about Spencer Brown, talk about the whole offense, the offensive line, talk about you know my initial thoughts from the game, my – takeaways from the game, kind of how the defense looked, just all of it, all of it. I'm going to go through it here and discuss, you know, what kind of happened yesterday and and move forward here and finish the show with a little bit of a discussion about the Washington commanders um, in in that matchup coming up on Sunday. Um, But my first thoughts from the game, uh, the bills, again, a slow start. The, The Raiders go down in six plays. They kind of do whatever they want to this bills defense, quick screens and end around um, outside wide receiver screen, Devonte Adams for a touchdown kind of had the, the bills rattled a little bit. I think, you know, with the stress of week one and the bills jets Monday night game, I think there was a lot of anxiety in terms from, from bills fans in terms of like, what's the team going to look like coming out of this game. Again, they didn't do any introductions um, for the team. The team all ran out together. They, they usually introduce either the offense or the defense that didn't happen last week. Uh, it, it kind of seemed that they were focused. They, they were kind of focused from the get-go. Again, they the Raiders started off hot. Bills get the ball back. Again, two straight runs to James Cook on an inside handoff. Again, the Bills fans not pleased with it. Uh, and, a, and a third and five, Allen rolls to his right. No one open. Doesn't take the mistake. Doesn't make the, try to make the big play. Gets out of bounds. Takes the sack. And the Bills punt and go three and out. And then, you know, after that, it's kind of when Greg Rousseau kind of got his hand in the ball on that tip and Terrell Bernard was able to get the, his hands on the ball, which I said before the game, I had a feeling that Terrell Bernard was going to make a big play and he made the big play um, right in the first quarter. And from that point forward, um, it kind of felt like the Bills just put the gas on the or put their foot in the gas and didn't really let up. I mean, it was, it was kind of pure domination offense, offensively, defensively. Uh, special teams-wise, all three phases of the game. They looked like a good football team yesterday, a a team that some questioned after week one. Again, they came right back and delivered a great performance um, for the home crowd in the home opener. So let's move on to the first guy I want to talk about uh, is Spencer Brown. Again, uh, again, a a big – in terms of 
again, from a fan perspective and what people talk about, Spencer Brown is one of the most hated, I would say, or most criticized uh, is a better lack of word there on this offense in terms of can he be the starting right tackle? Again, third round pick, played seven on seven football, not much experience, had the back injury last year, struggled in week one again, got pushed back into the pocket on Allen a couple times. He struggled in week one. So those questions have still been there. I saw him throughout training camp, um, and he, he had his days where he looked good. He had his days where he looked off. Well, yesterday, not trying to overreact. I know it's just one game, but it was against one of the best DNs in the ball of football and Max Crosby. Spencer Brown held his own. Um, I think he did a good job. He, he was credited, I think, with a couple pressures and a couple QB hits. Um, his PFF grade was about around like a, like mid-40s. Um, I don't know the exact number. But his PFF grade was around the mid-40s, so in, in a below-average day according to PFF. But, look, Max Crosby didn't really do much. Uh, he didn't have a sack on the day. The Bills were able to really center this game plan around him and kind of help Spencer Brown out in terms of Dawson Knox. You know, they used him to chip to give him help. Um, so that was an initial help for Spencer Brown. But this is a big game and I think a big moment for Spencer Brown. Um after the game, Spencer Brown spoke to the media. Heather Prushak asked a question from WIBB about, you know, why why do you think today went so well or why, why do you think it went so good? He gave all the credit to, uh, you know, a healthy and active the last couple of weeks, Kingsley Jonathan, who was, who was acting as Max Crosby in practice. Um, absolutely uh, dominant, according to Spencer Brown. Gave him the best practice, you know, prep he's ever had as an NFL player. So he gave kind of all his credit and all, his, all of his flowers to Kingsley Jonathan, Again, a guy that most people did not think had a chance to make the roster in May, April, especially with the additions of Leonard Floyd and Puna Ford. Uh, and you have A.J. Epinesa, Greg Rousseau, Shaq Lawson all returning, plus Von Miller's coming back. Kingsley Jonathan really snuck in that roster. And now, again, he's making an impact in practice. I know he hasn't been out there these next, or those last two weeks, but to be a key in practice for a guy that's been kind of on and off struggling, hasn't really had a great performance. Uh, I think that's huge for both Spencer Brown for one, getting back on track and having a great game against a dominant pass rusher. And two, uh, I think Kingsley Jonathan's impact is already starting to be seen and maybe why he did make this initial 53 man roster. Um, again, he might have a chance uh, just before I move on to the next thing. Uh, I want to talk, give some injury updates. Micah Hyde and Leonard Floyd are both day to day. So Kingsley Jonathan, if Leonard Floyd can't get back out there on Sunday, Kingsley Jonathan might be an active guy in this roster uh, come game time on Sunday. So maybe a big chance for him. He could really show some things again. I think he's had a strong preseason. He had a strong caning camp, uh, giving Spencer Brown looks before a, a Max Crosby test, the biggest one of his career in terms of being the starter. You don't have the injuries. You don't have the excuses. You got to go out there and execute. He did that with, you know, again, help from the offense. And I think the Bills, you know, Ken Dorsey did a great job of assisting Spencer Brown. It didn't have to all be Spencer Brown, although he did do a lot of good work. Moving on to Josh Allen, um, the guy that's been criticized, the guy with the most turnovers in the league since 2018, the guy that, you know, people have criticized, said you can't win football games in, in you know, uh, de December, January with him, comes out. I mean, what a perfect game for, for Josh. And it, right now, I mean, he's playing at a rate. His completion percentage is in the 70s, which, again, we haven't really seen from him. He's more of that gunslinger mentality. He's not going to – he's going to try to make the big throw because he can make every throw. You're seeing a different Josh Allen despite the mistakes last week, really being patient, controlled, um, and you saw what a game plan fully – like that, that, that three and out at the beginning of the game, 
everyone was up in arms about. Like it was a it was a huge deal. Everyone was upset that oh my god the Bills just went three and out. But you know what didn't happen? They punted the ball, let their defense make a play, got the turnover, and converted in on you know on a short field on the thirty yard line and scored scored the touchdown. So I really like Josh Allen's performance again. Thirty one to thirty seven. Uh, had a really great day. Three touchdowns. Very efficient. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh, with that as well, no interceptions. 124.5 uh, rating with a 79.5 QBR. So Josh Allen turns in a really good day. I thought he utilized. He had a completions to nine different players. I thought he did a great job of spreading the ball around not just focusing on Stefan Diggs, force the ball to Stefan Diggs, or I need to do this or that. I thought it was a very controlled game from Josh, and I think he did a really good job. Uh, and, and that's kind of the thing you want to see, I think, from a team in the Raiders that they're not at that same level as the Bills offense. I think, you know, they have Max Crosby, what, but what else do they really have along that defense? Uh, I know Marcus Peters, again, he's he's a veteran. Um, you know, they're, Diablo had a nice play, had a sack. Of, of Josh Allen. So Josh Allen was kept pretty clean all day. Um, but the Raiders defense really had no chance. And yeah, like Jessica says here in the comments, the Raiders defense could not focus on one or two players. Absolutely. Um, the bills had a lot of child personnel usage um, and, and they did a good job of getting everybody involved. Again, Cleo Shakir making a play. Um, so all in all, I think Josh had a great day, got everybody involved, was smart. Didn't have, really have to use his legs. Again, three carries for seven yards. Um, he looked comfortable in the pocket. He didn't look as antsy. He, he was very calm and poised, and I think he was, you know, accurate all day. He had he started the game with 13 completions um, before an incompletion in the red zone. Um, so, again, a really good day. You would like to see Josh maybe take the read on that, on that fourth and goal where he tried to force one to Knox, and Knox almost came down with it. They ended up not scoring on that on that drive on the fourth and goal and, and turned the ball over. But despite – I mean, uh, despite that, he's had, a you know, a great – Great game, and I think he, think he did a really good job. And it's it's looking forward again to I think the Commanders next week to stack some bricks, get more confidence for the game of the season. I think for the Bills so far, you can say the Jets were, but the Dolphins at home that'll be again a big test. For, I think for both the offense and defense. So I want to get back into the snap counts um, of um, you know the, the game on on Sunday. Obviously, the offensive line played majority of snaps. Diggs led the receiving room, uh, 68 snaps, 87% of the snap share. Gabe Davis, 58 um, snaps on the offensive set on the offensive side of the ball, 74% of the snap share. So again, getting Gabe and Stephon Diggs involved, the two top wide receivers. And another interesting thing: Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, 
Again, Dalton Kincaid, 60% of the snap share, 47 snaps. Dawson Knox, 55 snaps for a 71% snap share. Those those two guys have really been involved in this offense. Dawson Knox kept having a touchdown. Dalton Kincaid having several key receptions throughout the game. Uh, I thought Dalton Kincaid, again, played a great game uh, offensively. Five, uh, five for 43 for Kincaid. Dawson Knox, three for 10 on a touchdown. And I would say a key uh, third down conversion early in the game on a third and six. Josh Allen looked to his left, kind of froze the middle linebacker, and Dawson Knox was able to get across his face and pick up the first down. So, again, th- those two guys have really looked well, and I think this will continue. Is the, is the confidence builds with this offense in Dorsey, um, they can really utilize those two and make it really special. James Cook, again, I'll get to him in a little bit, but 46 snaps, 50%, 59% of the snap share. So, again, James Cook getting almost 60% of the snaps. You have Latavius Murray, who got an uptick in uh, snaps this week, 18 for 23%. Uh, you know, again, had a touchdown. I think he's a, he's a thumper. He's good in the red zone. He's what you ask. He's 33 years old, and he's still doing it at a good level. He's very efficient. Um, and then to, to finish kind of the running back trio here, uh, Damian Harris with only 14 snaps. Uh, he had a touchdown late in the fourth quarter, but an 18% snap share. So that running back trio, again, it, it's a little bit different this year, I think, with James Cook, Latavius Murray, and um, Damian Harris. It's more of a Singletary and Cook. They weren't redundant to each other, but I still think Singletary lacked like power, speed to power. I think Damian Harris and Latavius Murray have a little bit more of, you know, in between the tackle ability with the ability to finish runs. I think Singletary lacked that. So I think the, the running back trio in total is a really good unit. And I really like that moving forward. That was one of my main takeaways. I think it's lethal. I think this offense, if they can continue to run the ball at this, at this level can just open up so many avenues for this offense and really uh, take this offense to another level. But staying on kind of the snap shares, and this is the next kind of point I want to talk about is Deontay Hardy and Trent Sherfield. Trent Sherfield had 32 snaps, 41% snap share. Deontay Hardy only getting 15 snaps for a 19% snap share uh, for the offense and the whole game. Now, Deontay Hardy was supposed to, you know, be a key contributor. A lot of people in the media, a lot of fans hype both of these guys up. I still think there is an ability for the Bills to kind of uh, figure figure out how to get Deontay Hardy involved, get um, Trent Sherfield involved. Now, maybe Trent Sherfield only gets 20 receptions. But I guarantee he will have some kind of impact eventually. I know, I know he was again. He was on the field thirty, almost over thirty percent of the time last or yesterday. And Trent Sherfield is a great run blocker. I know his PFF grade was in the low fifties, so it could have been better for run blocking. But he he's key in the run game. I think he's good at that. And again, a special teams guy. And then Deontay Hardy, the Jets game first quarter kind of got him involved. Then they kind of went away from it again. Josh the turnovers kind of limited what they could do. I think Dorsey was not really able to get into a rhythm that game. Um, and you saw this week that I think, you know, he was able to get more into more of a rhythm, but man, the, the bills, they need to get these guys involved. But again, when you have Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, the Diggs, James Cook, kind of like the, the big five for me, in my opinion, I think the guys that will lead this offense to success, I think they have enough talent there. You just need some production out of Hardy and Sherfield, And I think that will come, um, you're getting, again, production from depth at running back. And so I'm really happy with, you know, what what the big five are doing, who I just mentioned, but also getting Deontay Hardy and Trent Sherfield involved throughout the year I think will happen, as well as Cleo Shakir. You saw Josh Allen. I think that was the throw of the game, uh, the throw to Cleo Shakir for a touchdown. Kind of got pressure into his face. Spencer Brown actually got beat on that play. 
Um, it was kind of turned around, but he was able to get the ball up before Max Crosby was able to get there. And just, I mean, just a dart. Like, it's just something you got, you kind of take it with Josh Allen. He's going to make the boneheaded plays, but not many quarterbacks can make that play. Maybe not, maybe not even three in, in the NFL can make that play. Um, other than Josh Allen. So you like you like to see Khalil Shakir not only come down with a reception in that game, but for it to be a touchdown, maybe that's a confidence booster for him moving forward and they can get him more acclimated into the offense um, as the season goes on. Well, I've talked a lot about the offense so far, um, and I want to thank all of you, 10 people in here. Thank you. If you have any questions, let me know. Uh, I appreciate the, the views. I, I will try to get to your questions as we go here, but I'm kind of going along my kind of uh, – I'm kind of in a rhythm right now, so I'm I'm going uh, onto the defense now as well. So let's start with the defense. Um, I, I want to talk about first the defensive line rotation. Um, again, Greg Rousseau was in for 60% of the snaps. Shaq Lawson, again, gets the same snap share as Greg Rousseau with 60% of the snaps. I think that's interesting. Shaq Lawson was kind of that depth piece. Some didn't know if he would make the roster, and now he's getting you know 24 snaps for 60% of the snap share on defense. That's pretty interesting to me. Shaq Lawson, again, a former first-round pick, was in the Bills, kind of rejuvenated his career towards the tail end of his rookie contract, went elsewhere, then found his way back in Buffalo, and now he's, again, playing some good football um, into, into his late 20s. So if you can get Shaq Lawson, again, out there and being a contributor, that's another good thing for the Bills. Odd Oliver, dominant, I would say. Uh, best player on the defensive line yesterday. Again, he's just, he just wreaks havoc. He's a really good football player. I know he was credited with a couple of pressures um, and a couple of quarterback hurries. So, again, Ed Oliver just keeps being disruptant. And the Bills didn't get, have any sacks yesterday, but I still felt as if the defensive line did a great job. I felt like they were involved. Greg Rousseau got his hands on the ball, again, causing the Terrell Bernard interception, as well as um, A.J. Epinesa on a pivotal third down earlier in the game got his hands on a ball, tr trying to rush Jimmy G, put his hands up and got embedded the ball down. So this defensive line, again, I think they're – I'm confident with this group. They look good. They look the part. They've invested a lot of draft picks and, you know, money into this group. But I'm kind of, you know – and this is without Von Miller, too. You, you forget almost sometimes that Von Miller's still there. He's still going to be that closer for this team. He's still going to be that guy that tries to get them over the hump and into the playoffs and get them a championship. So with your defensive line playing the way it is right now, I think that the Bills' defensive line has a, a really good chance of being a top-five unit this year, being disruptive. You have the height. You have a, a great rotation right now. You have guys contributing at all levels. So I like this defensive line and what they've been able to do. A.J. Epinesa, again, uh, 18 snaps for a 45% snap share. And then you go down the list, Daquan Jones, Leonard Floyd, Tim Sella, Puna Ford, um, all in that kind of 30, 40%-ish range for snap count. And then you kind of get lower. It's, you know, Puna Ford and Jordan Phillips in the D-tackle room uh, with a 32% snap share for Puna Ford and a 25% snap share for Jordan Phillips. So lower for those guys, but I think, again, contributing, they have depth there. I think I think it's a good combination for the, for those you know, guys to have in that room. Moving on to the linebackers. Again, Matt Milano, all pro, heard about it. Like the dude mossed the guy. He mossed Josh Jacobs for like, it was pretty incredible play. He's on pace for 17 interceptions um, this year, which he has, he had one last week and he had one uh, yesterday against the Raiders. Matt Milano is just playing fast. You're worried about, and I'll get to this later as well. You're worried about what the Bills defense could be because of, you know, they're older, and maybe you can question Jordan Poyer. I think he's had a rough start. I'm not going to go too far into that yet, but you'll see, I think, against like against Miami week four, even, even against the commanders who I think have a good passing offense, you'll see maybe 
how Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde look. Micah Hyde's been great. He's the highest PFF guy on the Bills defense after week two. So I really like what I've seen from Micah Hyde again. But Jordan Poyer, he was a guy that maybe some thought he might might have lost a step. Maybe he has. I think time will tell with that. And I think w- w- while he gets his legs under him throughout the year, there's an opportunity for him to get back to that elite level football. And I'm not too, too concerned. But one guy that you cannot question without a doubt that has not lost a step and is one of the best linebackers in the league, one of the most underrated linebackers in football, I would believe, is Matt Milano. Again, he's a great football player, has a great interception on Josh Jacobs. He's just a playmaker. He has the speed. He has the closing ability. Um, four total tackles, three solo yesterday, a pass, a pass breakup, and also uh, that interception. So Matt Milano played good. Terrell Bernard, again, I think he had a better week than last week. He was the highest graded run defender for the Bills. It says a lot about Terrell Bernard, but again, going back to that defensive line, I think they just absolutely dominated that Raiders front. And I think that was able to assist Terrell Bernard in his ability to get through blocks and get some run stops for this defense. Terrell Bernard, again, I think he's, I think he might be the answer. Maybe, maybe he is the answer. Maybe he's not. But look, I think Terrell Bernard at this point was always the plan going back to April, going back to May when the Bills kind of thought maybe we can't replace Tremaine Edmonds. I always thought that maybe Terrell Dotson would get the nod because of his experience, because of what he can do. And he's kind of been on the Bills for you know a few years now. So I thought he might get the edge. Obviously, he got the chance to. He did not look the part in preseason, almost to the point where you couldn't even play him. Um, that's how you know frustrating it was to see him out there. Terrell Bernard's taken over this job, and I think he's done a fine job. Has he been great? No, I think he's lacked in coverage sometimes. Um, he's struggled in the run game and getting off blocks. But for the most part, I'm pleased with what he's brought. I mean, the Bills have allowed 10 points and 23 points, not even 23 because the Jets had a special teams touchdown. So, And that game was also a lot of turnovers. So your defense has played excellent. I really don't have much question about that unit right now. The linebackers, to me, have been – the front seven in total, actually, kind of rounding out this conversation before I move to the secondary. They've looked great. Like, the front sevens look great. I really like what they've done. Um, I know they don't have, like, a front seven because Teron Johnson's the nickel, but if you put him in there as well, the front sevens looked really good. I think they're dynamic. I think they're explosive. I think they have depth. I think Terrell Bernard plays fast. Milat Milano plays fast. Um, so that that's good thing. That that's good things for the Bills. I think moving forward here, and I think what Sean McDermott is trying to build on that defensive side of the ball, um, it, it's a it's a good thing. The secondary: Trey White, Christian Benford, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Tron Johnson. Again, Trey White's looked good. You can you can criticize what he did against the Jets and not being able to fill those gaps and stop Brees Hall for those runs. But Brees Hall again, I think, is a really special player and a guy that can take over games at times with his ability to just be so dynamic as a pass catcher and as a runner. Um, but th- this defense, uh, the secondary, I think, has played really well. Um, they've, done, they've done their job. Again, Christian Benford played every single snap yesterday. 40 snaps, 100% of the snaps, the only guy on the defense to play every single snap uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So, like, Christian Benford, man, again, you can criticize Kyrie Lam all you want. You can criticize the draft pick. Maybe they should have went with Brees Hall at that pick. Or maybe they should have gone this route. You know, you can – you could say all you want, maybe what the Bills should have done with that first round pick and question that. That's fine. Maybe there, maybe there probably was a better option for them at that time. But again, Kyrie Elam was their only first round grade at the time. So do you really go against that if, if you're kind of later in that first round and you have one guy left that has that first round grade and you're like, I gotta go get that because he's the most talented? I don't really blame him for it, but again, it, it does you can't question it and say it has to be a, has to be a better pick. But man, Christian Christian Benford is balling right now. 
he had that game-saving play, almost game-saving play against the Jets where he caught up to Brees Hall on that long run and uh, almost made a big play out of it. And Christian Benford was able to shut it down. I really like what I've seen from Benford, and I think it says more about Benford, and I've said this since the beginning of the season once once he won the job and Sean McDermott announced that he was the starter. Christian Benford, you can tell, you can say he's a sixth round pick all you want. You can say he didn't play at a football school. He's from Villanova, a, a school that, you know, it's not very well known for their football ability, but he was a great college player. He played four years. He has experience and he's come right into Buffalo. He was strong a man coming out of school. He's been strong a man on the Bills. He's a very sound tackler. He's very good fundamentally. Again, Sean McDermott loves the fundamentals. Christian Benford has that. He has all the tools, I think, to be this cornerback two of the future. Um, and maybe you can get something for Kyrie Maybe you continue to develop him. Uh, either way they go there, I really think it's a win-win because you found the answer at cornerback two, but you also have a guy that was a first-round pick who has talent, who has speed, who has played at an elite level in the SEC that you can also fall back on if Benford, say, gets hurt or has a little regression and doesn't um, continue this great play. But I'm not really worried about it. I think Christian Benford's kind of locked on that CB2 position for the year. I will, I'm not surprised if he – as long as no injuries um, are involved here, I think Benford's on the field every game all the time. That rotational CB2 talk that we had at the beginning of the year, maybe they go with a rotation with Dane Jackson and Benford and Elam. I think that's out the window. Elam's not even able to get a jersey right now. And Dane Jackson, again, you know what you have with him. But I think Christian Benford provides that higher ceiling um, with kind of the same floor. He's a very consistent football player. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, again, I spoke on Micah Hyde earlier. I thought Micah Hyde, again, he's the highest PFF graded defender for the Bills, so I think he's done a great job. And Jordan Poyer, I think he struggled. Um, he had a great play behind the line of scrimmage on a run where the um, the Bills made a really good play on it. Jordan Poyer crashed into the uh, gap and made the play. I really like that from him. Uh, it's good to see him fly around again, but I think as time goes on, Poyer and Hyde, they're getting older, but I, again, I think they can still be a dominant uh, safety duo with all the experience they have, and they still understand how to how to uh, play, play the game of football. Run defense. I'm going to go uh, the run defense now. Uh, the Bills again, dominating. I mean, there there's no other way to put it. Like they dominated against the pass, they dominated against the run. Josh Jacobs, the reigning rusher of the year in the NFL, goes for negative yards. Fun fact, that is the first time in NFL history that the reigning rushing champion from last season rushed for negative yards in a football game. So criticize the Bills, uh, run defense all you want. Again, Daquan Jones, Jordan Phillips, Ed Oliver, that interior defensive line. And then you have those elite run blockers on the or run stuffers on the outside and Greg Rousseau and Shaq Lawson. That was a dominant performance from Josh Jacobs. They took him out of the game. They really gave him no chance to get into rhythm. He had a couple nice screen passes and a couple nice, you know, receptions underneath. And that was, again, benefited to the to the pressure that the Bills are bringing as well as the coverage downfield. I think Josh Jacobs was kind of that safety valve, and he was able to get open and get some yards after the catch. But they shut down Josh Jacobs. Um, again, they took out Devontae Adams of the game basically after that first drive. He Again, he made a couple more plays throughout the game, a couple nice back shoulders. Um, he had a nice catch on, on a drive to make the game 14-10. Um, and put the Raiders in field position to kick a field goal. But they stopped the Stars. They pressured Jimmy G. They won the turnover battle. And that's a good recipe when you have as much talent as the Bills do. They didn't beat themselves. And that's kind of the biggest thing uh, for me is they didn't beat themselves. And that's kind of where you need to be against these inferior teams. Um, against the Dolphins, you're going to have to make more plays. And I don't think 
I'll say this against a team like the Dolphins or the or the Chiefs or the you know even the Bengals Ravens. Don't like don't beat yourself isn't good enough because I think there's enough talent on the other side of the ball where like you you could still play a great football game and lose the Raiders unless you know they have the game of their life and Jimmy G is just a quarterback something I've never seen from him before. Uh, as long as the Bills didn't beat themselves, they won that game. They did the opposite and they and they dominated 38-10. Um, so before I move on to the Commanders uh, Bills or game uh, next week, I want to talk about one more guy and one more guy only. Uh, I might go on a little rant about him, but it's James Cook, the running back one, um, a guy that look he's been questioned all offseason again. He wasn't able to do it in college. He didn't get the snap share. He wasn't the lead back. He doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires. Is he able to function in a pass, pass, you know, passing offense as well as take majority of the carries? Because you know his strong suit is catching out of the backfield, getting him in space, getting his speed on the outside, and getting upfield. But but James Cook's proven the part so far through two weeks for me. Um, he has been nothing but dominant. Um, you know, he's not getting the red zone work understandable. Again, I think that running back trio is just so elite that James Cook doesn't really need to do much in the red zone, but he can do a lot in between the twenties or like, you know, through, from the 20 to the other 20. Uh, I think he's really good there. Uh, James Cook, again, a dominant performance, um, 17 carries 123 yards, averaging seven yards a carry. And then in the passing game, again, four, four receptions for 36 yards. He's on pace for like 1,700 yards right now um, and no touchdowns, which is kind of funny. He'll, he'll, he'll score some. He'll get, his, he'll get his share of touchdowns. But James Cook right now, 1,700 yards he's on pace for. Unbelievable. Um, just an unbelievable performance from him these last two weeks, and I think this will only help what this offense can do. Again, it sucked last year not getting him on the field more because I think Singletary was still – the more trusted guy and James Cook had that early fumble that kind of hurt his stock, but James Cook's been not, you know, no turnovers does his job takes open grass when he sees it. I'd like him to maybe be a little bit more elusive, maybe break some more tackles, but he still does do that at a good, at a good rate. Um, and he's, he's done a really good job and I, I'm very excited to see what this bill's offensive can, line can continue to do. All the run concepts have been great this year. Uh, Josh Allen hasn't been asked to do too much with his legs, which is another great sign. Keep his pocket clean. He's still going to try, you know. Dan Fates made a great meme um, from Buffalo Plus in Rochester. And it was like, Josh Allen, uh, you know, during the media all week, like, I know I got to be smarter. I got to be better. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then it's, you know, and they're in the red zone. It's like second, third, and goal. And he tries to hurdle his, his former college teammate. Um, and, and try to hurt, tries to hurdle into the end zone. And it's like, Josh, you're sitting here talking about oh, all week, you got to be smarter and you're going to learn from this and take it, you know. But at the end of the day, like, you know, Josh is Josh. He's going to be, that's what Josh Allen is. That's what makes him so great and also so frustrating at the same time sometimes. Um, so it was just funny to me that Josh was talking up all week how he has, has to be the smarter player and then he's trying to hurdle guys in the red zone um, and taking unnecessary hits. Um, I found that kind of amusing. But with that said, again, pure domination, Bills, Raiders, 38-10. They turned the page. They were able to move on. They were able to get over that kind of lull of a game week one. Um, for the 11 of you watching in here, thank you. Um, if you have any questions, uh, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, any questions about the game, any questions about players, maybe, you know, Gabe Davis, I haven't given him any love. Again, all his receptions this year have been for a first down or touchdown. So he's still making that big play, Gabe, I think, or big play, Gabe. He's been doing a really good job. Uh, being that guy on first down so far this year and also, again, hauling in that 
great, great pass from Josh Allen on the run. You're like, no, that's like a Josh Allen. No, 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 no. Don't throw it across your body. No, no, no. And then he throws it across his body, and it's a Josh Allen, you know, Gabe Davis touchdown. Uh, and Gabe Davis held on to the ball, was able to take the hit, and I thought he did, he did a good job. But let's preview this Washington Commanders game uh, a little bit. Uh, Sam Howell, again, I think he's maybe the best quarterback that the Bills are going to play so far this year. Like, maybe Zach Wilson – I mean, not sorry. Zach Wilson's not better. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo just because of the experience. And I think he's a guy that kind of is a game manager, although he did have uh, some turnovers last week. But Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Sam Howell is probably the best quarterback the Bills have played. They have they put 35 up on Denver, who the Raiders struggled, and they put only up 17 last week. So the Commanders again put up 35. I, I would say on a good defense. Um, they were they they went through adversity that game. They were down 21 to three at one point, came back, and then ended up uh, Russell Wilson ended up throwing a hail mary, and they missed the two point conversion, and the Commanders held on. Uh, to a two-point win. But Sam Howell, again, efficient, 27 of 39, 299 yards, two touchdowns. Brian Robinson Jr. is taking over that backfield, 18 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns. And then scary Terry McLaurin um, with a touchdown reception. And then Logan Thomas with a phenomenal catch um, in traffic uh, where he you know, he he got leveled. The, the player wasn't fined. Uh, it was announced today. I forget the name, but it was a, a Denver DB. And Logan Thomas held on to the ball and made the catch. So early signs, I think that the commanders on offense have a little bit more spark. I think they can be a little bit more explosive. Um, but I think you can, if 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 you get some some pressure on Sam Howell, there is an avenue where the Bills can turn this guy over and uh, take over this game again. Uh, so that'll be interesting. On the defensive side of the ball, I think it's a better front. Chase Young, um, he's going to be back. Um, Darren Payne, again, I think is a really, really good player. Montez Sweat, again, an- another good player. Montez Sweat, one and a half sacks last week. Uh, Chase Young, one and a half sacks last week. Dewan Payne, one sack last week. So they were able to get pressure on uh, you know, Russell Wilson last week, and really their, their defensive line, I think, is a step above the Raiders, who have Max Crosby and then kind of just like a bunch of guys. So I think defensively, the Raiders have some uh, some guys. Yeah, my dad, Commanders had seven sacks. Our O-line needs to be ready for sure. The, the Bills offensive line, after I would say a good performance, I don't know if they're at the Jets level uh, defensive line-wise. I know the Jets were without Carl Lawson week one, but I think the Jets still have Quinton Williams um, and some guys on the defensive line that can make plays. Quentin Jefferson, kind of, the, of a consistent player that's been around the league, the Bills fans are familiar with. 
But the Jets have a dominant D line, and I think the Commanders are a, a good defensive line. And that's going to be key. Again, protecting Josh Allen, that's kind of what it always comes down to. Can he be comfortable in the pocket? Is he able to, you know, take what's given to him and be kind of that game manager, but also make those risky throws where you're like, you know, he, t- he takes his chances and that's what he does. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where the Bills go uh, with that route and offense, if they're, if they're willing to help Spencer Brown on the right side, going against either Chase Young or, or one of the other guys, are they able to, prevent that front four from getting to Josh. That's going to be a huge key to this game um, on Sunday, one o'clock in Washington. Defensively, again, I think you can get pressure on Sam Howell, force him into some turnovers. Brian Robinson is going to be a guy you need to stop. He's gaining confidence right now. He's explosive. He's, he's a hard, hard runner. He's got speed. Uh, and, the, and the commanders use him quite frequently. He had 18 carries last week. So again, the bills are going to have to prevent that as well as, Make Sam Howell make some irrational decisions, get some pressure on him, and make him uncomfortable. Um, that would be huge. I need more questions because I don't really know if I have much else. Again, I think the Bills dominated a 38 to 10 victory over the Raiders. They looked the part. I know there's Monday night football going on right now. So for the 10 of you that are in here, thank you. I appreciate uh giving some time, taking away from your Two two night or two game special on a Monday night. Uh, Saints versus the Panthers. Derek Harbors, Bryce Young, and then the Steelers versus Browns. Again, I think it's a very fun matchup. I'm very intrigued to see how the Steelers bounce back from that Week One disappointment at home against the 49ers. Um, but if no one else has any questions, um, again, I appreciate all the listens. Please like, share, subscribe this show. It does a lot for me and and Buffalo Rumblings as a whole. I'm going to be coming out with an article tomorrow or tomorrow morning. Again, I'm going to do a kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I might do like a, you know how people do like the stock up and stock down. Um, and, you know, Buffalo loves blue cheese and ranch. I might do a little like blue cheese players, the guys that played really good. And then like ranch players, maybe the guys that didn't play so good, which that'll be hard to like kind of decipher um, because I think, I think the, there, had, there wasn't a lot of ranch on the field in terms of bad football play uh, on Sunday. Uh, Jessica Tennis, take the Bills and the points. Uh, I think one of the Bills minus six right now, according to Vegas. Um, yeah, I think they're the the far better team. They stick with this game plan they have going underneath, taking the short passes um, and doing that. I think the Bills, they're not going to really be stopped um, if they can just believe in the game plan and Josh can take what's given. And you saw that play out. I would take the Bills and the points uh, on Sunday. I, I think the Bills dominate this one. I think they win by at least two scores. Uh, against their commander's team again they're they're kind of in a rebuild it's kind of a weird predicament they're 2 and 0 but they're in a rebuild they're probably the fakest 2 and 0 team in, in the in the league right now you could maybe throw in the buccaneers but baker mayfield man like he's a ball player and he was a first overall pick for a reason so maybe he's got something going but like those two teams to me are kind of like pretenders at this point uh, from from a 2 and 0 perspective and then you have like the dominant you know the ravens 2 and 0 there's there's teams that are for real that are also 2 and 0 but yeah i would take the bills and the points and uh, again, I'll be coming out with an article tomorrow talking about players who succeeded, which will kind of be a long list and then kind of things that didn't go so well. Just a couple of negatives that you got to throw in there. Do you think the Jets front four is better than the commanders? Um, I kind of went over this a little bit ago. I think the commanders have the ability to dominate a game, especially with Chase Young coming back. I'll say this. I'll say it this way. The commanders have the better front four in the depth. I think the Jets – with Carl Lawson and Will McDonald maybe getting more into form throughout the year, I think Quinn Williams is the best player um, compared, compared, you know, between the two teams. Quinn Williams is 
the most dominant player. Uh, but maybe the, the commanders have a better overall front four uh, than the Jets. But I would say the, Jet, the Jets have the most dominant player with pieces that they can get going, can take over football games um, moving forward. So, again, thank you, Bills win to move to one and one on the season it's your host aj sabalski with another episode of ages analysis if you're listening on audio i greatly appreciate that um it's been you know fun again to see all the audio listeners kind of interacting with me um and listening to my show i greatly appreciate it i'll be back next week um i will try to get a guest for next week i'm I'm working on it i already have one for two weeks from today ryan talbot will be joining me um from Buffalo NY up uh, Syracuse.com to discuss the Bills Dolphins matchup. So don't you, you will not want to miss that. Ryan's one of the best in the business. It will be a great conversation. Um, and then again, I'm going to try and get someone a guest for next week. Uh, again, thank you all for tuning in like subscribe, and I will see you all next week. And hopefully we're talking about a bills two and one lead. It comes down to three things, protect Josh Allen, pressure, Sam Howell, and you know, Josh Allen needs to be smart. That That's kind of where I'm at with it. If they do that, that's kind of a recipe that worked last week. I think it would have worked week one, and I think it will continue to work into week three. I know it's vanilla. I know it's simple, and I know it's probably what you hear all the time, but it's really truly all the Bills have to do to, to you know move the two and one. Thank you, and I'll see you next week. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.